Hi, Della. Hi, Katie. How are you? I am medium. How are you? Uh, I guess now that you say that, I am also medium. Right. Like, I'm happy to be making the podcast with you. Mm-hmm. I'm very tired. It's been a very long day. It has. Very long weekend. Mm-hmm. Katie, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about our wedding. But Katie, this is Grace All Around, a queer faith podcast. Hey. Why would we be talking about wedding? Nice plug. Our wedding. Yeah, nice plug for our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In our podcast. We're talking about our wedding because we are queer people getting faith married queer faith we're also faith people getting queer married all of these things are true (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we wanted to talk about our wedding today uh kind of because it's um it feels like it's basically all we can think about in our lives right now planning a wedding is a lot of work it turns out yeah it's funny no one ever told us that everyone told us that (laughs) (laughs) um and so it's relevant and it's also our wedding has been the, I would say, like the catalyst for certain conversations about faith and sexuality that we've been having with the people in our lives to come about. And so that kind of has become relevant to the podcast. Um, Katie's mm-hmm. like looking over at the computer, very concerned. I'm not concerned. I just messed with a couple of settings because this is the first episode we're recording after release. And we got some feedback, and so I am working on some technical things that should hope- hopefully make your listening experience better. Yeah, we're new at this. We are. We're on, we are new. Katie's sound background is in, like, sound design for theater, and she's only done a little bit of that. I Excuse me? I was a DJ for approximately two and a half months. Did, But did you have to do anything like this for DJing? Kinda. Okay. Well, I, I stand like, corrected. As, as far as using our using our equipment um all right so katie Mm -hmm. uh obviously we're kind of um eschewing i learned how to pronounce that word like this week so i'm not that confident (laughs) uh we're kind of throwing tradition out the window for certain aspects of our wedding and um so yeah i guess the before we get into that the goal of this episode is just to talk about Everything that is on our minds related to our wedding right now, not like everything, everything. (laughs) We Um, do have like an outline. (laughs) Right. Not every small detail, but the things that like we think might be relevant for you as our listener to hear about and listen about. We're going to start with some more like fun stuff about wedding planning and then get more into like the nitty gritty of what it's been like to be planning a church, a gay church wedding with our various families and friends Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and then kind of even get broader into um just the whole gay church wedding the marriage industrial complex yeah really (laughs) so what are some things that we're doing differently than most quote-unquote traditional couples and when we say quote-unquote traditional couples we do mean generally like heterosexual couples i would say generally like like white heterosexual middle class heterosexual couples which is not necessarily what should be considered normal but what the wedding industry considers yeah yeah for sure so one of the things we're doing well obviously we're two brides getting married um (gasps) (laughs) and then the only other thing maybe it's just on my mind the most right now because we just had a meeting with all of them Mm -hmm. but we're having one joint wedding party so rather than 
me and Katie like split up and have our own bridesmaids or brides people. We just combine them to make one big group. Katie, why did we do that? We did that because we have a lot of overlapping friends and we didn't want to fight over them. Yeah. So like my little brother is my best man and um our roommate who lived with us last year is Katie's maid of honor. Um but, but then she's like but they're also like our best man and our maid of honor. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We didn't like individually choose a like a best man and a maid of honor or two important people for each of us we chose two important people for both of us yeah for sure and then that was the same with the rest of our bridal party they are all people that are important to both of us some one of us has no longer than others obviously because that's how that's how friendships friendships work work. (laughs) but they're like a couple right um but we are all friends with all of them and so we didn't want to have to fight over who was gonna get each friend to be quote on their side right so kind of like logistically um our bridal party isn't gonna like stand up with us except for our best man and maid of honor um that's mostly because we are having a hour-long ceremony and so we're basically having a church service but then we're also getting married like within the church service like it's gonna be a lot i think it'll be fun We'll, well get to that in a yeah. minute. <laughs> um, so, but we're also, like, the main thing logistically if, uh, is that we're all getting ready together. So, I don't mm-hmm. know what you know about wedding traditions, but <laughs> typically it's frowned upon for the people getting married to see each other the night before or the day of the wedding, like, before the ceremony. Now couples have started doing, like, a first look where you'll see your partner like, maybe a couple hours before the ceremony and this, like, mm-hmm. big reveal where you're both, like, in your wedding outfits um, and then take pictures and stuff together. But we um, want to, like, hang out hang together. Out. <laughs> I'm not saying that if you want to, like, save that moment for, like, the aisle or for your first look, whatever, that's fine. Right. No, I get it. But because we have all of the same people in our collective bridal party, And again, we don't want to fight over them and have them be in separate rooms or make them. I made a joke today about having them like rotate through. (laughs) (laughs) But we are each other's best friends. And like you're the person that I want to hang out with most when we get married. Yeah, I'm most excited to see you on our wedding day. Right. And so I don't want to not see you all day and then see you when we get married and then be busy for the rest of the day cuz that's how weddings work. Right, for sure. And also um just on a more practical level, I'm not very good at doing my own makeup, but Katie is pretty <laughs> good at doing my makeup. So, right. Uh we're just going to yeah, get ready together. We're also going to be in the same place the night before. Um we're going to kind of have a big slumber party with our bridal party. We're going to turn in at a not late hour so that we can all be well rested for the wedding but we're going to all hang out together and then Del and I are going to sleep in the same bed because that's how we we sleep together yeah uh and it's weirdly hard to sleep in a bed by yourself after you have slept in a bed with another person for years oh my god it sucks it's the worst yeah and that's we're also two brides we're both getting walked down the aisle by someone Mm -hmm. um I'm gonna go first just because it just feels like it. It makes sense. Yeah. it. A couple, like, wedding decisions 
that like typically I would say like, oh, it's like the groom does this and then the bride does this. Mm-hmm. Like a couple wedding decisions have come up where we're like we've had to choose what to do because of like because we don't have the typical like groom and bride way to like split things up. Right. Um, And you just like, I don't know, a lot of those decisions I feel like we've just gone with like what, how it feels. And it just yeah. feels like it makes sense for me to go down the aisle first. Right. For no reason at all. I don't think I could really put words to it, so. No, and that is a good lead-in to expectations and why we sent our parents a questionnaire about our wedding. Um, We kind of realized early on in the planning process, I don't know, do you want to talk about this part? Sure. Yeah, we realized early on in the planning process that not only did we have, we were trying to figure out what do we do with who walks down the aisle first? What do we do with all of these things that have sort of a tradition associated with them? But then also we realized that there are traditions about what side of the family does what and whose family does what and whose family member pays for specific things. And so because we were making all of these decisions We wanted to bring our family into it, and the way that we did that was by creating a questionnaire. Uh, Okay, so I'll talk about the questionnaire because I did most of the, like, work creating it. Not that Katie didn't have any input. I was just the one who had time. Um, But, yeah, we were realizing that, like, we didn't know what expectations we could really set for our families. And then also, we're mostly talking about just our parents now because that's who got the questionnaire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't, Um, like, send it out to, like... Everyone. No, no. no. It's just our parents. Um, And then also some of our families were feeling maybe a little bit lost without knowing the, like, traditional expectations. Yeah. It's interesting. When you don't have tradition to fall back on, people kind of get... Scared. Yeah. They don't know what to do. It is. It's hard because you have to, like, actually make decisions instead of just going with the flow of how it's always been done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um... We're not going to, like, break down the whole questionnaire for you because it was really It was long. two pages long. And If you're interested, I'll send the blank version to you, not the one that <laughs> came back with our parents' responses. But basically, we went through all of the stages of wedding planning and then, like, the wedding weekend and asked what they wanted to do, if they were comfortable with it, if they had any preferences about how certain things were done. Like, we had a moment where we realized that we didn't know whether our parents felt strongly about having, like, a parent-daughter dance or not. Mm -hmm. Which I don't feel strongly about at all. I don't either. And turns out, none of our parents do. So, we're not doing that. (laughs) Right. It made that decision really easy. Kind of the goal for it, though. So, we, like, sent our parents, like, a physical copy of all of these questions. I think it ended up being around 50 questions. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Just, like, yes or no. But I kind of, like, some of those questions were... Or, like, part of the reason the question count was so high was because I got very specific about, Mm -hmm. like, you know, when it came to questions about dress shopping, I asked our moms, like, if they wanted to dress shop, like, with just their daughter, with their daughter and their future daughter-in-law, like, all of the possible breakdowns of – and, like, or, like, should there be a day where, you know, both me and Katie and both our moms go dress shopping together and all that stuff. Turns out that none of our moms were present for – Neither of our moms were present for any dress shopping, but that's 
just like a different story. Technically, your mom was present. <laughs> I guess for the my purchasing mom. Of your dress. <laughs> my mom was very present for the purchasing of my dress, as I will be wearing my mom's wedding dress. <laughs> yeah. So like that's why it was like fifty questions. So we sent off like a physical copy of these fifty questions to both our parents, um, and then in their own time, they sat down together as a couple and looked at it and thought about their answers wrote their answers down and then sent it back to us and then we ended up having with both sets i think Mm -hmm. a like a phone call or a um zoom chat about their answers just to kind of like go over any stuff that they had questions about and anything that we had questions about once we had seen their answers and kind of just like have a deeper conversation about what we were all doing as families entering this like wedding planning process right and not only what our expectations were for them but what their expectations were for us and for the process we also we should mention that all of these were like yes or no questions Mm -hmm. and we had a column for our mom and a column for our dad oh yeah yeah so they could answer separately Mm -hmm. which it, it was mostly not important but also things like planning a bridal shower. That's typically like a mom thing, but we didn't want to exclude our dads if they also wanted to help. And so we made it so that they each could answer separately or together. Yeah, if like my dad had really felt strongly about a parent-daughter dance, but my mom hadn't, they could answer that mm-hmm. separately. And then also we made it very clear that a yes just meant we could ask if they would do that thing. A no meant that that was a boundary that they were setting and we wouldn't ask them to do that thing unless they came to us and said, hey, actually, I've thought about it and I would actually really like to do blank. Right. So if my mom said no to planning our bridal shower, Mm -hmm. that means we wouldn't then, you know, four months down the road be like, why aren't you planning a bridal shower for us? Right. When she said no and like and also just respecting that no and then or if she had said yes not going to her four months down the line and saying why aren't you planning our bridal shower it just meant that we could ask about it right yeah yeah four months down the line being like okay so you said you would be interested in planning a bridal shower. are you still are you still interested will you it's kind of time to do it now and (laughs) right yeah and then i also i really appreciated the whole thing because i kind of have a better like idea of how involved each of our families is going to be in the planning process and the wedding. Katie and I were talking about this yesterday, I think. Mm -hmm. It kind of like gave us all the no's at once rather than like us feeling like we're constantly asking someone for something and then them constantly saying no, which is not the case at all. Both our parents said yes to lots of things. But like, I think sometimes you don't notice the yes when it's just an expectation that they're going to participate mm-hmm. in something, but you do notice the no's when they say no to an expectation you have of them. Right. And by getting them all at once, it meant that our sets of parents could sit down and talk about it and discuss and discuss what their preconceived notions were about what was going to happen without us in the room. And I think that was really important because instead of a month before the wedding. Or without us, like, waiting for a quick text back or, yeah. Right, yeah. So instead of a month before the wedding, we, you know, make an offhand comment about something and then they have to be like, oh, no, actually, I wasn't planning on doing that or, no, I don't want to do that. They had some time to think about it and we weren't needing an answer anytime in the near future. Right. It took, like, a month or so for us to get both of them back, which was fine because we sent them far enough in advance that we didn't need 
quick answers. That was part of the point. Yeah, for sure. So I actually like highly recommend now anybody who is planning a wedding to just do this with their parents or anyone else that's going to be like heavily involved in your planning process because yeah I feel so much more like comfortable knowing like what to talk about around the wedding with Mm -hmm. both sets of our parents because of right it allowed them to set boundaries in a way that didn't feel like forceful or yeah like I said before it created space for us to have like to start good conversations that Mm -hmm. that happened like over the phone about wedding planning and about expectations but also about like our values going into wedding planning that's a phrase my dad has been using a lot yeah because my dad really values (laughs) not having to like do any work on the wedding day that makes it sound so lazy no but like he he wants to be able to enjoy our wedding and be our dad and not have to worry about making sure the centerpieces are on right and his background is in restaurants and like we did plenty of banquets at the restaurant Mm -hmm. and so i know that yeah if he didn't set that value of not working on the day then he would also like end up being like the first go-to guy for for any diy stuff related to the reception like logistically yeah and so we got to talk about those kinds of things too which was really great Part of other conversations we've had with both of the parents is on financial contributions because uh, though it should not be an expectation that your parents will give you money for your wedding, we had previous conversations separately with our sets of parents where it was insinuated that they would help us out financially. And so that was harder because money is always hard to talk about. But because we had already talked about what everyone's values were, it made it easier. So, for example, Della's dad values not having to work. So we were able to make sure that some of the financial contribution that they had given us as a gift was put towards that because we wanted to respect that value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would say, like, our parents or, like, any financial assistance we're getting and paying for this wedding from people is so that they can throw us a great party that they will enjoy being at yeah (laughs) (laughs) so because they're giving us money we're going to throw a great party that they will enjoy being at right you know like my parents aren't offering us x amount of dollars and then we're going like okay great we're gonna do everything totally the opposite of the way you want we're not gonna invite any of the people you think we should have (laughs) there and also dad you're gonna have to be in charge of like the whole buffet right and like dad actually you are our caterer i know you (laughs) gave us a bunch of money kind of hoping that we would maybe spend it on a caterer but no actually we're gonna spend it on something very silly (laughs) and we need you to make our to cater no for free because we don't have any money to give you to decay. <laughs> <laughs> because we already spent it. Mm-hmm. But that's also not to say that we are only taking our parents' opinions into account. Because they're giving us money. Because they're giving us no. money. And luckily, we haven't really butted heads about anything financially with our our parents. Typically, the things that they value, we also value as far as paying people to do things. And so we have had conversations and discussions 
but we've never gotten to the point where anyone has had to like give an ultimatum about anything which i think is great yeah i will say we are in like the early process of actually paying for wedding things that's true we've been planning for a while but Mm -hmm. like actually paying for pieces of it is like just starting to happen for us right so Uh, who knows we might like (laughs) a year from now might be like oh actually we don't talk to della's parents anymore because we had a huge fight about the finances around the wedding that's sure. like the least likely thing to happen <laughs> in the world, but so Katie, we're getting married in the church. We are getting married in the church. Are we also getting legally married? We are getting le- legally married, and actually, we talked about getting legally married before we talked about getting religious married. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know what it's like to uh, <laughs> be a queer person watching Donald Trump run for election, re-election, re-election. I didn't know Katie during the first presidential or not the first presidential (laughs) the first one ever (laughs) i I didn't know myself during that election um no i didn't know katie during the 2016 presidential election but we were talking about marriage by the 2020 presidential election Mm -hmm. we weren't engaged yet but we were close we were yeah and it was pretty terrifying there was also some stuff happening like legally within various court systems at that point that like seem less I, I feel immediate. less threatened now yeah. yeah but there was a couple court cases that like seemed like maybe they were going to be threatening the um like federal legal gay marriage and that was um pretty scary and so we had the conversation of well we should get legal if if donald trump does get reelected, we should get legally married immediately because it is harder to take away a marriage than to just say you can't get married in the first place. Yep. So that was one of our first thoughts when um, it seemed like that might happen. And why is that, Della? Because it's legal. Oh, and also, like, we get a bunch of, like, tax benefits and stuff. Yeah, actually, there are over 1,000 statutory provisions in the United States, according to the Government Accountability Office, that take marriage into account. So that's a lot. Yeah, taxes, healthcare, next of kin, all that stuff is much much easier to navigate legally when you're married. Mm-hmm. And yeah, would have just made sense for us to do if our right to get married would have been threatened. I mean, obviously, if at any point in the next eight months, if our if it comes under threat again, we might consider getting legally married but i don't really anticipate that happening no i don't either but that is something that we have considered previously is getting legally married before we get ceremonially married i will say i am like very glad that we didn't we're talking about it yeah um in that conversation specifically because i didn't want to feel like it a little bit felt like the political climate in the country was like forcing our hand kind of to like make a decision about it and i wasn't ready for that now almost a year after getting engaged i am very much ready to be married (laughs) i'm over being engaged (laughs) but i will say if we weren't able to get legally married we would still get ceremonially married yeah we still would have had our church wedding and then figured out things legally as much as we could have i mean you can share a bank account with anyone yeah we actually found that out we we have joint finances or some joint finances right now. We're not married. Right. The bank doesn't care that we're engaged. We just have both of our names on the account. <laughs> right. You can, yeah, you can have a bank account with anyone. So, like, that would have been easy. But, you know, I also would have figured out, like, next of kin directives and that kind of thing. Right. But it um, is a lot harder. 
you have to actually like get a judge to, to like say sign that things that, yeah. instead of just being married and then that's just what happens so i think that it is more important to both of us personally to be ceremonially religiously married than it is to be legally married but because so much legally depends on being legally married that is why it's important to us yeah and i will say like for a long time i kind of like did wasn't super excited about getting legally married. not like this was like pre-katie mm-hmm. i would say um and maybe an idea that i kind of like picked up from my queer theory classes <laughs> um but there is a lot of um people for whom marriage is still inaccessible i think yeah once like gay marriage was legalized in america people kind of were like we're good it's we over we did it we did it good job pat on the back marriage is legal for everyone it's great and while marriage is legal for most people it there are some people for like whom uh marriage is still like out of reach so um a lot of folks who have disabilities um can't get married or to their partner they will lose their benefits um and this is especially hard if both partners are disabled are disabled um and there are a lot of penalties for being married uh when you are receiving government assistance for disability so a lot of people who are disabled can't get legally married which then means that their partner can't necessarily be considered their next of kin or be in charge of health directives or be in charge of estates or get any of the other myriad of benefits that married people get in the United States because their choice is to get married or to live. Mm-hmm. This is also, it's also not accessible for folks in polyamorous relationships. Yeah. I mean, often you'll have one relationship in the web. So if like in like a throuple, mm-hmm. maybe two people will be married, but then there will be a third person who's not legally connected through marriage mm-hmm. to either of their other partners. And Which um, then can get tricky legally yeah it gets tricky and um we don't have to navigate that and i feel very blessed but i can't imagine the headache right also there's not really a way for people who don't want to get married to be able to get the benefits of being married which sounds obvious but there are a lot of people who have long-term platonic partnerships who maybe are considered like domestically boston marriage boston marriage yeah like when you share like all of your when you you, like live together and like all of your finances are married i don't remember like the full definition right but you still don't get all of the benefits even if you are more or less living as a married couple but don't want to be married to each other for whatever reason it also none of those protections are granted for engagements so i am not currently della's next of kin right which like I mean, luckily we're in a position where if anything were to happen to me, my family would obviously keep Katie in the loop. And if, heaven forbid, decisions were ne- like needed to be made about mm-hmm. my health without me involved in the decision making, Katie would be involved in those decisions. Right. But if right now... Mom, if you're listening to this, Katie would be involved <laughs> in those decisions. <laughs> right. Not, that was not a threat. <laughs> or was it? This is me actually realizing that. Maybe this is the first time I'm stating this out loud. As <laughs> well, it yeah, it's it's not something that we've had to think about before, really. But if you were hospitalized right now, 
in a lot of places because of lack of space in hospitals and COVID, I would not be able to see you because I am neither biologically nor legally related to you. Right. And so I would have to get some sort of special permission somehow right. to be able to see you. So we are very grateful that we can get legally married and can have access to these things and that we have families that are willing to work with us, I guess. But what this also does is it incentivizes young, quick marriages because there are so many benefits to being married. I think specifically of military couples because the military is very specific about who can and cannot have rights to things. And, you know, if you're engaged, you can't, in a lot of cases, in my experience, you can't live on base with your partner. You don't have access to your partner's finances or military benefits or military benefits or anything you have no protections if your partner dies and so it does incentivize a lot of young quick marriages another thing that incentivizes young quick marriages is purity culture but that's a topic for another episode yeah fully another episode (laughs) um that said we're young getting married right but we we want to (laughs) I mean, we have one and a half college degrees, and we've been living out of the house for four years. I would confidently say one and three quarters. I would not. I would confidently say, like, I have, like, 65% of a college degree. Yeah, so it's one and two thirds. (laughs) (laughs) One and two thirds college degrees. But we have been living outside of our parents' houses for, for me, five years now. For you, about four. And we have... Well, are we going to count the time that we both lived with my parents during quarantine? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Early COVID when we both lived with my family. All of this said, mm-hmm. legally, we're all squared away to get married. As far as we know right now. As far as we know, yeah. Who knows? Like, maybe. Are you, like, secretly already married to someone else and that's going to become a problem when we go to file for a marriage certificate? You have watched far too much Criminal Minds. I'm just asking. No, I... <laughs> No, I'm not already legally married to anybody. Um, It is well within your right to ask me the same. I'm not worried. You don't think I might secretly be legally married to anyone else? Not even a little bit. (laughs) So glad to know my future wife has so much confidence in me. I have confidence in you that you would have told me before (laughs) now if you were. Yeah, I don't keep secrets. (laughs) You don't. I have more and more as the weeks have gone on, been realizing how many things I'm going to have to change my name on. Yeah, legally, this is a lot more complicated for Katie than it is for me. Nothing actually is changing for me. Except that we'll be married. Yeah, and I just have to hit the, like, married filing jointly on my W-4s, because then Katie is going to do our taxes after that, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you have to do. Um, But my entire legal identity is changing. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. It's your fault. This is what it is to be a bride. Uh, yes, because we I am taking Della's last name. Yay! Which is a decision we came to for many reasons. Um, I, didn't ha- I, I will say it's a decision you came to. I mean, we talked about it. Like, we, we talked came, we about options, but, I, but like basically what I said is I wasn't super interested in changing my name. And then you came to the decision about what to do about your own name. Yeah, I yeah, I think that is pretty accurate. 
But in our conversations, it's always been important for you to keep your last name. I was... I like my name. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, And I was always raised kind of under the assumption that I at some point would change my name. So I never grew particularly attached to the one that I have um, because of that. Because it was just always assumed that it would not be my name forever. Whereas that is not necessarily how Della's growing up happened. Yeah, I don't really know how. I mean, it's not like everyone was like, well, Della, someday when you change your name. But like, it wasn't not assumed that I would change my name when I got married someday. I think I just decided it early on for myself that I wasn't interested in it. Right. Whereas I hadn't. I had, I was just sort of always under the assumption that it would change. Um, and I considered keeping my last name, but for a lot of reasons, not the least of which being having children someday, potentially, it was important to us to have the same last name legally. Um, so what have been our the general reactions of people to us getting married? Um, everyone is, like, weirdly very much excited. Not everyone, but, like... <laughs> Most people are. The people who are excited that we're getting married are very excited that we're getting married. This partially has to do with, in most of our friend group circles, we are the first ones getting married. Yeah. And so everyone still has, like, the mental energy to be excited for us. Yeah, I don't think... I don't know, like, when all of these people who are so excited for us now are getting married when we're in our like late 20s early 30s i don't know if i'm going to be able to carry the same energy for them i love them all very deeply oh, yes but we will be very very excited i don't know if i'm 31 i ain't got time to be excited for your wedding. <laughs> 31 that sounds so mean yeah i think i'm gonna be really tired at 30 i'm very excited to turn 40 though i know yeah, i know you are <laughs> my 23rd birthday is coming up and it's i am freaking out <laughs> You're not freaking out. Mm, not feeling entirely comfortable about it, though. <laughs> You're not that. Della, though, has always been somebody who has been like, I'm going to suck in my 20s and 30s. But when I'm in my 40s, I am made to be a 45-year-old woman. I don't know what. It's <laughs> like, it's like wait, biding my time until I can reach my final form. <laughs> but yes. 45-year-old soccer mom. <laughs> Most people are very excited for us. We Some have- people are not some people are not i'm sorry i cut off your sentence so no most people are very excited for us some of them are not that is actually what i was going to say oh okay you just said it before me that's fine yes there are some people who are not as excited about us getting married all of the i don't want to say objections but all of the objections are on a religious basis which is great because that means that no one actually has a problem with us as a couple uh yeah yeah, I, I mean, besides, like, the problem being that they think that we shouldn't be a couple. Right. Uh, because of religious reasons. But, like, us outside of our bodies being in a relationship together, everyone is on board with. Mm-hmm. I think I can say that pretty confidently. Mm-hmm. It's just that... Yeah, we. so we've been walking a really interesting line with some people in our lives mm-hmm. um, where... They are excited, or, okay, they are not excited that we are getting gay married, mm-hmm. because we are gay. Right. They do love each of us individually. And together. And as a couple, and they do think it would be wrong to wish for us to break up, because mm-hmm. that would make both of us sad and would be the end of a very good thing. Mm-hmm. But 
they do not want us to get gay married because being gay is bad. Right. I personally cannot really make sense of that in my brain. Like, how to walk a middle line like that. Because it feels like a very tiny, tiny, tiny tightrope stretched above a very, very big canyon. Whereas I am just solidly on a sidewalk. <laughs> like on a like a four person wide is, sidewalk. Like yeah, you like, and all of your friends can it's walk actually like in one line. A like walking path through a very nice park mm, and there's room mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. everyone and there's dogs running around and it's very lovely and beautiful and nice. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are some people balanced on this very, 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 very thin tightrope of like above this very, 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 very deep canyon. But it's also but it's also the park. And they're just they're just on this very thin line that they themselves have created. Yeah. It's like when you're <laughs> on the tightrope you see the very deep canyon. But then actually like all of us walking next to the tightrope next to the tightrope are just seeing someone slacklining. Right. <laughs> like just having a great day in the park with their with their pals. With their pals. You can cut pals. out this whole metaphor if it doesn't make any sense. We'll see. <laughs> um but yeah, it is hard. I think it is also uh, a little bit more complex because we are currently living together, which for a lot of these same people is also living in sin. So I think that for a lot of them, they're like, well, we, they could be living in two sins or they could just be living in one sin. Right. <laughs> but like then once we're married, then we would live together. Is that still two sins or is that one sin then? No, that's just one because we're, we're being gay, but we're being married about it. <laughs> And right now we're not married, but we're being gay about it. Right. Exactly. Mm, See, interesting. You, <laughs> you understand. I, here's the thing is I thought I did understand. <laughs> but I, I tried to like think about it for just a second longer than I had thought about it when I said that. And it all broke down and crumbled in my brain. And now I don't even know my own name. <laughs> so yes, you do. I am really hoping that you leave that very long silence <laughs> that I took to think in there. Because it was minutes. <laughs> it was Dear listener, minutes. if you feel like you did not listen to a minutes long silence, it's because Katie cut it out. It's it just was a minutes few long. seconds. It's minutes long. It's a few seconds. Um, that's our funniest goop and you're kind of cut it all out. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, so. It's a lot of mental gymnastics and. It's partially because a lot of the rhetoric that we've been getting is hate the sin, love the sinner. So everyone loves us, love the sinner, love us, hate the sin. And that sounds like a super- The sin would be being gay. The sin is, yeah, yeah. being gay. Um, But also living together outside of wedlock for some people. The problem with that is that it sounds like a very black and white statement, but it is actually very much not black and white at all. No, because that whole mental gymnastics thing that we just walked you through, like, that's what hating the sin, loving the sinner looks like. Especially when the sin and the sinner <clears throat> are one and the same. Right. It's like saying. Uh, it's like if I were to say, well, hate the belief, but love the believer. But my beliefs are part of who I am, Della. Yeah, I hate that you believe that being gay is a sin, but I do love you as a person. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 part of who I am. That's part of like what makes me me. Yeah, exactly. So like do the reverse <laughs> about me. Mm, interesting, interesting. <laughs> no, I still don't get it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. 
And it is hard, especially when not only religiously, but culturally, people have been brought up with certain beliefs. And we understand that. We are not expecting everyone in our lives to have our exact opinions on everything, especially because this is something that is taught as very black and white to a lot of people. And so we have decided that regardless of previous conversations with people, regardless of what they may or may not have said to us, we are invited. Or even just like what we think they might believe based on who they are, like what part of the family or guest list they come from. Right. We are inviting them regardless because it is important to us to let people say their own yeses and nos. And that's why we did the questionnaire. That's why we sent that to our parents. Because allowing people to say their own yeses and nos instead of us assuming it for them, it, I mean, it puts the ball in their court. We are extending an olive branch, regardless of what they've said to us before. And if they don't want to come and they decline, we're not going to ask questions. There are a million reasons why you can't go to a wedding. We're not going to assume that anyone who can't come to our wedding isn't coming because they don't like we're gay. Actually, I am going to assume that. So if you just like have to work or something, <laughs> just know that now I think you're homophobic and you better tell me exactly why you're not coming. No, that is not at all what we're doing. Yeah, I will say we are in a little. So there was a moment a couple like this summer when I brought up on Reddit that we were inviting everybody regardless of what we thought their beliefs about our gay wedding might be you did this in response to a question not just like oh yeah i didn't just post it yeah someone was asking about who to something similar yeah yeah and i said that we were inviting the homophobes as it were Mm -hmm. um and reddit did not they did not did not like that they were like cut them out cut them out of your life right now you don't need that negativity which is like anyone who doesn't wholly support you doesn't deserve to be there like, you're going to put your friends, your potentially, like, queer friends in potentially dangerous situations by inviting homophobic people, first of all. We're from the Midwest. Yeah. So, I will <laughs> say, like, we are in a privileged position of having, like, yes, perhaps family and friends who don't agree with our, like, agree with the fact that we're getting married, but won't, like, actively, should they come to the wedding, won't, like, actively cause trouble. Right. Like, none of the people that I know that we're inviting that have expressed some level of uncomfortability with this, none of them would ever come with the intent of, like, making trouble. No. Because, again, we're Midwestern. Like, stirring the pot is... No, 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 no. no, 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 no. So they are... stir the casserole. (laughs) They are far more likely to just not come. Also, we have several... uh, We have several designated wedding a-holes who, um, if an issue should arise, we will dispatch them as needed. Right, yeah. But we are not anticipating that happening. We also are not only planning a wedding, we are planning a marriage. And it's a real bad first step to not invite people that are important to your life. Right. That's not a great way to start your marriage. Especially in the case, like, of close family members. Mm Mm-hmm. Me and Katie are going to be married forever now. In theory. In theory, knock on wood. I'm not going to not spend holidays or other important life occasions with any of our family because we didn't invite them to the wedding and that caused an irreparable rift in our relationship with them. Right. And we don't want to say, like, we're being the bigger person. We're taking the high road. But what we're doing is just inviting them. 
And then they get to decide what they're comfortable with rather than us deciding for them and then them potentially being hurt or upset about our decision. They can be hurt and upset about their decision. That's fine. Right. But they're the one who had to say no to coming to the gay wedding. Right. We would much rather, and this is selfish, but we would much rather 10 years down the line somebody say, you know what, I really wish I had come to your wedding, rather than 10 years down the, li- down the line somebody saying, you know, I really wish you had invited me to your wedding. I've changed a lot. Right. And not because of, like, guest list numbers. Because there right. are some people that, like, we love, but we just can't invite because we know a lot of people. Right. And But, like, yeah. This is That more we specifically-, specifically didn't invite because we thought that they might be mm-hmm. homophobic or because we knew that they were homophobic. And I will say, like, we did express this idea to someone and they hit us back with, well, but knowing what we believe, like, you know, you've said you've left the yes and no open because you don't want to assume anyone's belief. Mm -hmm. But now that you know what we believe, do you still want us there? Right. To which we said, yes, of course. Yeah. You're still important people in our lives. And again, we're building a marriage and we don't know what you're going to think in 10 years. Right. We know what you think today. We know it, but that might not be what you think tomorrow or in 10 years or in 30 years. And we don't know what we're going to think in 10 years. Hopefully, I still think our marriage is not a sin <laughs> because that would have been like a whole flip around. Like, I've never thought our marriage was a right? sin. So, like, <laughs> what a wild flip around. But that would be wild. Anything can happen. How are we ending this episode? Um, Thank you for listening to Grace All Around, a queer faith podcast. I was your host. Della Christ. <laughs> was? You're not going to be anymore? Well, the episode's done. <laughs> I'm done hosting it. Is the episode, the episode Is the episode done if we haven't ended it yet? Is the episode ever truly done? <laughs> if we don't figure out a way to end it. Here's the thing. No, is the episode ever truly done? Because you're going to hit stop recording. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, technically that could be considered the end of the episode. <laughs> but the bits and the laughs and the jokes and the conversation will continue on well into the evening. Um, and tomorrow, because we have a relationship with each other, and I talk to you every day. So maybe our whole life is just one big podcast episode. And on that note...